Good morning, afternoon, evening, good night, whatever time it is when you happen to be listening to this wonderful episode of the No Great Areas podcast with myself, Lewis. And I'm Denny. And uh, today we are joined by uh, an international man. <laughs> if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, mate. Okay. Thank you, Lewis. And this is Jan here. Um, born in France, traveled the world and ended in the UK. <laughs> Yeah, man. How, in fact, you know, how long have you actually lived in the UK? Um, 15 years. Damn, boy, that is a long time. Okay. So um, for, uh, for, for you guys that are listening, basically, Jan actually trained at my club. Um, he, uh, he walked in one day looking for, I think you were looking for a karate class, right? Karate or jiu-jitsu. Um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he just ended up uh, ended up training with me for a bit. Um, at the minute, obviously, there is there is no there is no training coming on. Um, but I'm doing on classes online classes, yeah. And I haven't seen you know, none of my online lessons. What's going on? What are you being lazy? Um, yeah, I'm training at home actually. I'm I'm doing a heat session in the morning to, to make me sweat, and a lot of stretching at night. So so I'm quite happy with myself on that. Obviously, I'm missing the, the sparring session. Mm. <laughs> a good kick would be good, but um, uh, next month we'll be back. You, you reckon, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so because yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't keep this up. I, can't keep okay. it up. I need to go back to the dance floor as well. Yeah, that's a that's that's an area that I'm sure will be quiet for a while, isn't it? Because obviously you have to stand very close to people. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, very, very close. Yeah. So do you want to like tell everyone like your your background in dance as well, just to... Um. So 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 the funny story is um um. You know me as quite an extroverted person, you know. Um. But I was a very shy person till up my 24, 25. Um. And my mum introduced me to dancing, actually, because my dad was too busy with his woman and his business. What, what business and, was your dad involved in, yeah? Uh, in a restaurant and a <laughs> nightclub. Okay. <laughs> okay. What, what's, what's that got to do with women, though? I'm confused. Yeah, no, no, no. He had many women. <laughs> um, and my mum wanted to go dancing, but my dad don't want to do anything of that so at 16 i started to do jive with my mum and um i quickly realized one thing when i went to the class is there was one man with me and he was only the teacher and he was like 20 women um the women were probably in their 30s 40s so i wasn't really uh, how can i say that like you know you're 16 you, you don't care you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I quickly realized that was a skill which was probably necessary for men to dance <laughs> and um, um, I think if you uh, move forward I went back to dancing when I was in Spain uh, a hot blonde girl took me to a salsa event and I realized I didn't know how to dance and obviously I couldn't get the girl so when I came back to France, I, I made a promise myself to go to salsa classes and learn. And from there, it was his story. Travel the world for dancing and uh, meeting a lot of women. Okay. Oh. Okay. And you, you actually, you give, uh, I want to say lessons, but you, is it more like seminars, no? 
Um, so what I did for 10 years in the UK is that I had a dance studio uh, in Kentish Town. And uh, I did that for 10 years. And after I had my son, Nicholas, uh, which became difficult to teach at night, obviously. Um, and after I moved my business, like, like how can I say that? Um, like a cloud version of my business where I started to not teach in a room, but teaching in congresses around the world. So, you know, last year I went all over Africa, Asia. Uh, and what I realized in my 10 years or 15 years of teaching is women come to learn to dance, but men come to learn how to pick up women. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so would you say it's a good place to pick up women? Uh, it's an amazing place to Okay. Okay. And uh, so, so armed with this information, what was your, your next course of action? What's my next course of action? So, uh, because I'm quite busy with my my work, uh, uh, I couldn't teach in the UK. You know, having a one one class, like a fixed class where I could attend every week. So I decided to create a business actually around dating and dancing and I started that three months ago and actually I've got a couple of customers already um, so those men are mainly guys who have trouble with women um, don't know how to approach women are a bit shy about it and um, I tell them what they need to do with the dancing where they need to go what they need to do and from there we take the plan to how you approach the woman get the number and obviously close the deal. Okay. By, wow. By, okay. By close the deal, <laughs> I, I'm assuming you mean get, yes. Okay. Okay. So, um, in terms of like, you know, coming up with this as a as a idea for a strategy, is this just because you were like, do you know, what? it works for me? Let me uh, let me try and see if I can spread the wealth. Yeah. So 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 my story is um, I probably lost my virginity quite late. I was 24. Um, okay. I wasn't very good with women. Women were coming to me uh, when I was working at my dad's restaurant, but I was completely uh, inept to close the deal. <laughs> you know, I was, yeah. I, I was useless. <laughs> I had no idea how to uh, escalate the situation, what to do. And I was shy, you know. Um, my mom, my dad never taught me. Um, you know, they never, we never had a conversation around that. So I had to learn by myself. And I realized um, very quickly that dancing was a very good tool. You know, um, it allowed me to approach women. It allowed me to have the conversation. And because I was rubbish at it, usually women escalated on me. <laughs> <laughs> but you learn. And, and you probably know as well. Um, so I met my ex-partner through dancing, had a long-term relationship for 10 years. And when I separated two years ago, um, the, the dating world has completely changed, you know? So you go to online dating and actually, cause I'm almost 40, I got murdered, you know, not getting any opportunities online. So I decided to go back to the dance floor and very quickly. I was with two, three women, you know, so. Well, at the same time. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Oh, shit, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, well, as you know, I don't do monogamy. So, yeah. Uh... Okay. So, so, so why, do, why, why don't you do monogamy? That's obviously a choice. Yeah, that's a choice because, first of all, I think it doesn't work. Mm. Um, I'm not against marriage. Um, I'm probably going to get married in a couple of years, you know. Um, but I've tried it for 10 years and it didn't work. So um, I've got a code of value, you know, where one of my values is not, is obviously not lying. So I don't want to lie to women. So when I go and I start a relationship with a woman, I told her, I tell her usually in the first months, you know, um, I would not be monogamist. I can do a lot of other things, but not monogamous. Okay. okay. And what does that what does that look like for in in your eyes for like a healthy relationship? Like you're you're happy for your other half to sleep with other men and for you to sleep um, with women. So, so I'm I'm not gonna lie. At the beginning, is I was a bit like not comfortable with it, but with my experience, I realized it was a better relationship for me and it was a better model. You know. Okay. Um, and actually. You quickly realize that uh, women are different than men. You know, uh, it's usually, in my experience, is fifty-fifty. You will have one woman who will go, um, but the fifty percent are not doing it. You know, okay. or or it's very different than men. You know, they go sleep with another man, but they always come back to you. You know, um, because. If you're not jealous and you're not controlling, they'll come back. Okay. That's my experience. And then what about in terms of like, you know, women in that side of the relationship, knowing that you're, you know, out having sex with other women, they're like generally you've, I'm guessing you, you get a similar reception of, or, or you get like Marmite reception, either they're completely fine with it or they're absolutely against it. I'm guessing you don't really have anyone that's kind of in the um, middle. So I've been surprised by the reaction because usually the way it works for me is I met a woman, I have sex once with her, I've got sex a second time. And after a month or two, she will put a foot down and say, well, what's the relationship is, you know? She would, she would, she would like to know what, what's going on. And at the, at this time, usually we sit down with her and I do what we call the talk, you know? Yeah. Um, the talk is basically, I like you. I like to have sex with you. Um, but I would have sex with another woman, with other women, you know, I want my sexual freedom. Um, and from there, most of the reception I got from women was okay. Least you're honest. Okay, fair enough. Hey man, we we messed up. <laughs> we did, yeah. <laughs> huh? just, we I messed up. To, to Denny, we messed up. We should have had the chat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's basically my experience. Um, the first time I did it, she said no, and I didn't see her back. You know, uh, but my second, my third time, it worked out. You know. Okay. And, and to be honest, I'm too busy on my mission, too busy on my goals, you know. Um, at the moment, women are not my priority, you know, so I don't want to lie. Um, but yes, I will probably get married in a couple of years, 
you know. Is that someone you're currently uh, like with, or do you think you'll find someone and then just settle down? No, uh, we'll probably find someone around four or five years once my businesses are stable. Uh, you know, once I've achieved my main goals financially, mm. uh, and and obviously, I've got a couple couple of goals in my woman life, like fantasies I want to do. <laughs> and once that's done, yeah, I'm, uh, I think I will settle down. Uh, but still, my marriage will not be a monogamous marriage. It would be an open marriage. In which case, begs the question: Why do yeah. you need to? Why do you need to get these fantasies out the way before you get married? Um, I think, I think, as a man, and that's only my opinion. Okay, um, you know, for example, my mistake was to get serious very quickly with the first woman I liked, you know? And and basically you go into one monogamous relationship where you, you're probably a newbie in terms of sexual experience, you know? I was, what, 28? I didn't have a lot of experience. And basically in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, I missed a bit on some stuff, you know? So, so I don't want to do the same mistake. You know, I want to get it out of my system. And uh, once it's out of my system, I can get into a, a more serious relationship. Still not monogamous, but serious. <clears throat> okay. So do you think that, so what do you, what do you think in general then? So like, like Lewis just said, so both myself and Lewis are in monogamous relationships what what's yeah. your kind of feeling and thoughts around them the, the the problem it's not a problem it's you see society i think has given to us one system and only one system you know when like in open relationship you, you probably have like 10 or 15 different systems you know your relationship look in different ways you know um but you know when you see there is probably a rate of 60 or 70 percent of divorce you know yeah when you're in an open relationship you know um it's going to be very difficult for me to divorce my wife if she's allowed to do what she, whatever she wants under the ground rules you know and if i'm allowed to do whatever i want you know yeah um because i was 10 years in a relationship and i tried to save it tried to open it it don't work uh he put me in a very difficult situation financially uh the son you know i can't see him whenever i want now so i don't want to repeat the same mistake you know it, it's not the woman it's the system which doesn't work mm. Okay. 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 And then, so so if we um, kind of go back to more your your current venture, then yeah, what's what's the kind of so what's your what's the system of approach? Obviously, you're not you're not going to give give away all your secrets, otherwise no. otherwise no one's going to be paying <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, but what was your mindset in terms of uh, like how to how to turn this into a, a business thing? And um, well, uh, you know, I think. For a man to be successful, there's seven areas in your life, 
okay, seven. But there's two main areas which are critical. And I think the first one is sex. You need to have sex, you know. Uh, for example, in my, in my relationship, my, my long-term relationship, uh, we stopped to have sex and it was, it was very detrimental on my <laughs> mental health and my physical health, you know. I was not a happy camper, you mm. know. Um, so sex is one of the pillars, you know. If you don't have sex for two, three years, you're not going to be very happy, you know. And I see a lot of men who are in monogamous relationship. The wife or the girlfriend stop having sex with them, or it's kind of a negotiation tool, you know. And yeah. I didn't want to be in this position again. So that's why I went open. Um, the second pillar, I think, is to be able to make your own money, you know. Um, so you need to have those two aspects uh, covered to be a happy, a long-term happiness in your life. And so, so what's what's the what's the uh, the money part? Because you you spoke a little bit about. Um... So so obviously, for me, for example, my goal is to have a diversified business life. You know, like two or three different businesses bringing different income. At the moment, I'm employed, which is I'm grateful, but long term is not going to make me happy i need to create an environment for myself where i'm in control of my own business life um, so my goal is to create two or three small businesses where i don't have a boss where i'm in i'm in charge of my own destiny basically okay and and and, and you know open relationship is a bit the same system you know i don't want a wife who hold me by my balls <laughs> and be my own only source of sex, you know, yeah. uh, because that's going to be a problem. You know, the day she decide, oh, today I'm tired, or, or I want to watch TV, and and you only what's happening, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so in in a circumstance like that, let's say yeah. you're in a you're, you're in your um, open relationship, and yeah. you. You 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 want sex from your partner, but she's tired. Do you just say, "Okay, I'm going out"? No. Next day, I call one of my other women. Okay. And that's it. You know. Yeah. Sounds. And that's where I avoid any argument. Yeah. She's not she's not gonna throw me drama. I'm not gonna be pissed off. Because, like me, for for me to be happy, I need sex twice a week. You know, yeah. uh, I've got friends they need sex every day. <laughs> and I can, in this term, it's, it's a bit challenging. But me, I just need two times a week, you know. So okay. if if my main relationship is not giving me sex because I've got other women on the side, I'm fine. And these, and these other women that you speak of, in terms of, uh, they, they, I'm assuming they know in this situation that you're in a relationship already and they're, yes. they're, they're kind of just happy to hook up? Well, basically, I qualify my woman, you know, um, and that's why qualifying my woman allow me not to have so much drama in my life. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, most of men usually, uh, I don't want to use, I want to be careful with my words because uh, some men are very uh, 
how can I say that? They like to not qualify, but stream. You know, they will say, I'm not going out with this type of woman. Me, I don't, I don't, um, I let any woman coming into my life, you know, in my sex life. Yeah. But I will qualify them depending of their behavior, you know. And I've got three types uh, of qualification, which are FB, friends with benefits, MLTR, or LTR. Okay. What are they? Uh, so medium, long term, long term. I'm guessing. So FB is for friends with benefits. Yeah. Uh, so it's only a relationship based on sex. On sex. Uh, there's no emotions, mm-hmm. there's no f- real feelings, you know. Uh, MLTR, you allow some emotions, so you can date, you know, uh, on top of the sex. And OLTR is probably what you call a girlfriend or a wife. Okay. okay. So FB is you can have how many you want because you're not dating, it's only sex. MLTR, because you're dating or you probably go on trip with a, usually it's difficult to have more than two, you know, because after it's become, it's becoming very difficult to manage. And OLTR are a different animal in itself because it's what we call the serious relationship where you are, you are in love with the person, you know, so you, you can have an OLTR and not live with her or you can live with her being married to her, you know, and, and when you have an OLTR, you're not allowed to have MLTR, you have only FBs on the side. Okay. I, I, just a, th- a thing that's occurred to me, Jan. Yeah. All this sounds really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like, if you if you got two, let's, let's say you got, you know, okay, women that you just hook up with for sex, I'm assuming, yeah. obviously, the, Provided, of course, they're not escorts. That's not costing you any money, right? So that's that's fine, right? right? And unless unless they're the kind of FBs that like they want to go out and then have sex after. No, you which, don't go out with an FB. Just okay, sex. that's fine. That's fine. Um, and then uh, and then obviously you've got your your what do you say MLTs? Mid, yeah. MLTR, which MLTR. are where you can date and do stuff. Right. So that. Yeah, okay. here it costs you a bit more money. What, so is, what you... does that stand for, MLTR? Uh, multiple long-term relationship. Okay. Oh, multiple. Okay. Okay, cool, cool. So, so you got, let's say you've got two of those women yeah. that, that you're going to date, and then you have your main squeeze as well, yeah? So yeah. effectively, you've got three financial drains. I'm not saying that like, like all women are a financial drain, don't get me wrong. But oftentimes, in today's culture is it is the guy that goes out like when you go out it's normal so let me guy that let pays. me clarify something okay yeah. fb doesn't cost you money because she usually come to your place or you go to her place is sex have a laugh and you leave or she leaves okay an fb doesn't stay at home she doesn't sleep over you know yeah there's a couple of fools like this usually an fb you see her once a week not twice it's only once a week okay um, now, if you have a man girlfriend, which is an OLTR, you can't have MLTR. You're not allowed to date. You only you're allowed only allowed to have sex on the side. Okay, but in my case, I don't have an OLTR at the moment because that's for more down the line for me. I'm planning to have one, but not now because I'm too busy with my businesses. 
at the moment, what do I have is only friends with benefits because I don't have time to date, you know. Um, so probably the, the way it's going to evolve for me in terms of my relationship is one of my FB would become an MLTR because she's good fun, you know, smart woman, and I enjoy going on date with her, you know. Um, and over the time, maybe this MLTR would become a no LTR, you know. Um, obviously, if there's drama or bad behavior, I don't go out there, you know, to FB. So, you know, the system is quite, it's quite good. <laughs> but so, I can see, I can see a lot of men getting confused in the system and they spend a bit too much money. I agree with you. This, do you know, this sounds like, Jan, it sounds to me like we've all been playing checkers and you've been playing chess. <laughs> <laughs> So I was just going to say, so you've mentioned behavior a few times. Can you, um, so, so, so what's good behavior and what's the sort of red flags behavior and That's what do you question. do? If, what do you do? So, so, yeah, go, go ahead. Go on. So for me, yeah, a woman can come into my life for two reasons. That she, she, for me, when I go on a date with a girl, I met on the dance floor after I go on a date, I'm happy for her to get into my life. In my, in my relationship life, if she's low drama, yeah, I, I don't have time for drama, and she's hot, okay. I find her attractive. Mm. Um, a lot of men have a list of 40 checklists, you know, like, she needs to be that, she needs to be that, no, I don't care, yeah. you know. For me, it's all about drama, and if I'm attracted. Okay, so what so, about if you're attracted? Yeah. The sex is really good, but she's yeah. drama. Yeah, she can't be in my life. Okay. Okay. So usually, usually what happens is, yes, I know what you mean. Because usually the craziest one <laughs> yeah. are the best in bed, yeah. unfortunately. Um, if she's very, you know, they know I don't like drama. I'm a happy guy. I want to stay happy. You know, I've got... I've got a mission, I've got goals, I don't have time for that. Um, but if a woman throws me drama, I usually do a soft next. So for a week, she won't hear from me. Right. And after I will reestablish the relationship. And if she does it again, it probably a hard next. So she's out. Okay. Okay. I like these. Yeah. Yeah, red lines. Chess. Yeah, you definitely. You got systems. You got strategies. You got tactics. <laughs> I didn't put it in place. I got it from my mentor. So. Okay. And so, so now you're you're mentoring uh, guys. What's the what are the, like the common issues that you see with these guys that you talk to that are, that are looking to let's say step their game up? Um. So. Because I do men over 30, I don't do men under 30. Why is that? Um, I'll go ask. Uh, because the problem I have with guys who are younger is they will say, yes, 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 Jan. You will give them a plan. You will give them uh, all the advice. They will meet like uh, an amazing girl and they won't, they, they will get one itis and forget everything <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so so it's a bit difficult when i talk to guys who are 30 40s 
Um, the guys are usually... Uh, I've gone through a lot of women or I've been divorced, uh, you know, uh, and and they're more ready to, to, to apply a different system, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, my, my, usually my, 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 I don't want to say perfect customer, but my average customer is 35, 40. Okay. And he's, he try online dating and he struggle. Uh, he doesn't want to approach women at work because he doesn't want to mix work with women. Yeah. You know, and basically Denny. <laughs> For him, it's a, it's a good option because uh, what happened to men on the 35 or 40, if they're not divorced, their, their social circle is starting to reduce because most of their friends are married. You yeah. know, so they can't find a woman in their social circle. And uh, dancing allows them to meet new friends, meet new women, and meet, meet women, basically. Yeah. So here's a quick question. So yeah. do you only have um, male sort of students or do you take on female as well? The, the problem is, you know, um, um, women see relationship world very different than us, mm. you know. Mm. Uh, that's what I call the societal programming. You know, mm. men are societal programmed women associated program as well but it's easier to break the mindset of a man to put him back on a on a, on a more healthy path hmm. you know uh, i've got women who ask me to coach them uh, but i don't take them okay huh. okay you just you just deal with them yeah <laughs> <laughs> Let me take you under my wing for a little minute. <laughs> Let me see where you can stand in the hierarchy. And yeah. Kick your ass out. <laughs> you, you, you come this way. You can become an FB. <laughs> so, so, um, what about, so obviously, so you're teaching people dancing, they're dating. What sort of places do you go? So do, do you, do you like, um, do they, I guess it sounds like a college trip, but do you have like field trips and like get them to put that, put their teaching, put your teachings into action? I don't go in field with them because um, they can, the big boys, they can do it mm. themselves, you know. Mm. I think, I think as you said, that their main problem is not really dancing, you know, because mm. you don't need to be a John Travolta or Patrick Swayze to, to talk to a girl, you know. Uh, you just need the basics. Mm. So they can go to classes. If they've got questions, I can help them from my experience. What they struggle are is like how to get out of the friend zone. So when they approach a girl, this this nice guy conversation, like interview conversation, you hmm. know, yeah. they don't know how to talk to a girl and how to position themselves to get the number, you know, right. uh, or, or or the Facebook or the Instagram to carry on the the, the conversation outside of the club, you know. So that's the, the main point. I think the second point is once they've got the number, is how to get uh, out to a second date and to their place. So that's why they struggle. They know what they have to do, but they're scared. They have a fear, you know. Yeah. What happens if the girl freak out? What happens if the girl say no? What, you know? They don't have this. Um, uh, balls. Balls, yeah. The balls, yeah. Basically, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, so what happened? That's my job to be the sales coach, basically. Yeah. So, so, so what happens? What happens? What happens if a girl says no, or do you teach him not to take no for an answer? No, no, no. No, no I'm no. just joking. <laughs> what you do is you grab her like this. <laughs> this is the beauty of being in an open relationship. If a woman says no, it's not a problem. I have other women in my life. Mm. You see, so I avoid the drama. I avoid the negativity. You know, yeah. um, and that's what I teach my guys, you know, to have an abundance mentality, not a scarcity mentality. Mm. So are you, are you, when you're, when you're coaching, do you, are you coaching them also to have an open relationship or no. is it, okay. No, um, uh, I, because, you know, um, this is my lifestyle. Mm. I don't want them, if they want an open relationship, I can teach them mm. the system I learned from my mentor. It's not a problem. Um, but I, I tell them what problem they will have as a monogamous relationship, you know? And, you know, um, the, the people I talk to have quite a lot of money, you know? And if they get into a monogamous relationship, it's probably marriage at the end and they need to protect themselves. Right. You know? uh, and, and they, just need to know where they're going because the problem they have is once they have this girl and they go into a monogamous relationship, they have a new skill, which is dancing, which means when you're able to dance, you have an open door. It's like a magic one. You know, <laughs> you can go to a room full of women and you know, at the end of the, of the night, you'll probably have two, three numbers. Okay. You know? So I'm giving them a skill to bring women into their life and they need to be aware of the problem of one system, but an open relationship is not perfect neither. They have their own set of problems, you know, Dennis. Um, I'm not meant, I'm not mentoring them for a perfect system. Mm -hmm. I just tell them what the bad and the good is in each system and they're big boys and they can choose, you know. My job is to teach them how to improve their dating life, you know, to find a quality partner. That's my USP. Yeah. So if they've met a woman and they're very happy with her, I've done my job. Now is their choice to go into monogamy or non-monogamy, you know? Uh, but seeing the rate of divorce going up and even more with the, the, the lockdown, uh, I'd be surprised to see how many divorces we get in the next month or <laughs> next yeah. six months, <laughs> you know? Do you know, um... As you were talking there, it occurred to me, like, so, Denny, I, I know you can dance, Denny, right? Yeah. But you don't really, like, the times we've been out, I've never really seen you dance. You don't really dance much, right? I, do you know what? He does a little, little two-step. Yeah, two -step. I dance sometimes. I dance sometimes. I used to dance a lot more. Um, and I do, I do like dancing, like, with or for women. Um Dancing yeah. for women. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Like dancing does like if you're dancing the dance floor, like it's a good way to attract to attract girls. What yeah. type of dance do you do, Dennis? Um uh, I'll probably just say kind of just more sort of hip hop influence, R and B influence. Not nice. particularly taught, more sort of, you know, from music videos and just copying cultural. from being little, yeah, sort of cultural and then just uh yeah, but I, I have tried salsa 
a little bit. Um, I've gone to salsa clubs a couple of times. Um, like it. I do. Um, I didn't have the time to hone my skills. So I wasn't, um, I was, what I found, in fact, in fact, I found when I was by myself, I looked good and girls used to come to dance with me. But when they were dancing me, I couldn't, I couldn't do that part. <laughs> so I very often, in fact, I remember I had this girl, she came up to me and um, this was a club in London. She came up to me and she, she like pulled me to dance. And after about 30 seconds, she was like, oh, I really need to go and find my friends. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. And you know what she did? She didn't even take 10 steps away from me to at least like not make me feel shame. She literally two guys away. She just grabbed him and started dancing with him. <laughs> oh, so yeah, she ruined my confidence when it comes to salsa. Ruthless, ruthless woman. You see, women are ruthless. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's some, there's some other woman out there doing the same job as you. <laughs> yeah, just for the other side. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the reason I thought of it is that even, um, so I, I was always like big into dance. Like, yeah, I was, you know, I, I used to throughout all my childhood, I was dancing like Michael Jackson, his big influence, and then like Usher, yeah. Neo, Justin Timberlake, that that kind of thing. And when I go out, then you, you, you said, man, I, I just yeah. start dancing. I don't really care. Yeah. And I get some attention. It does. It does. It works. It works. It does. Yeah, it does. yeah me, dancing changed my life. Yeah. Completely. Uh, I don't know where I would be as a man without dancing. I probably n never traveled the world, done martial arts, or, you know, because um, I've been out with, incredible woman and i'm not brad pitt you know what i mean uh, so 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 dancing helped me with my confidence probably get my first job in sales as well and 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 yeah being being the man i am today you know dancing is a big part of it <clears throat> that's interesting that's interesting so how so i guess that's interesting like talk talk about um how dancing played a part in you getting a job? Because you said it helped you get a job in sales, right? Yeah, so um, the thing is, uh, like, you know, London, mm. when I moved to London, London can be quite a lonely city. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what I've noticed in terms of social trends in the UK is usually you grow up with your circle of people you were in school. Yeah. Uh, and, and most of those people stay in this circle. You know, it's very difficult to get into the circle. So me being French, not speaking English very well, dancing was like <laughs> an enabler for me because the, the, the first Friday night I went to a salsa club and at the end of the night, I had 10 friends. Oh, wow. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 You know, telling you, oh, you need to go this Wednesday there, Saturday I do a party there, come here, you know. And yeah. after a month, I had many friends. Okay. Um, so so that's the first point. You know, dancing helps you to create a network of people. Mm. And, and funny enough, I found a job in IT as well, like, contact center when I started uh, because I spoke Spanish and French. Right. So my languages allow me to get a job. 
<clears throat> but I was very confident, you know, even if I didn't speak well in English, I was very confident in myself yeah. due to the dancing, you know? So talking to people, uh, I quickly make friends into the core center and, and some girl asked me to go out dancing, you know, and from there they became very good friends and they move in their career. And at one point in my career, they asked me if I wanted to join the sales team. Okay. So, um, uh, because I was confident in front of a crowd, it was easy for me to, to go up in my career, you know? Yeah. 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 That's important. Uh, If I haven't done dancing, I would have never done stuff like that, you know, like talking in front of people. Mm. Um, I joined, for example, Toastmasters. I don't know if you know Toastmasters. I've heard of it. Public speaking. Yeah. And my first speech at Toastmasters, people saw that 10 years of experience in public speaking. I said, no, that's my first speech ever. Oh, wow. You know, in front of the crowd. But what did you do before? Oh, dancing and teach dancing in front of a crowd. So it's similar, you yeah, see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and most of my customers in my in my coaching business is about that, you know. They they, they grew up in a in a social circle and now they arrive at an edge where their social circle has completely disappeared because they're all married with kids. You know. And they're like, Yeah, I try online dating, um, I try this pickup artist stuff, but I'm very lonely, you know. Mm. I want something where there's a community where I can meet people. Yeah. And at the same time, if you can find a girl you like, why not? Well, that's interesting. That's a that's another aspect of kind of modern social lifestyle that yes, you, know, you people people have a thousand friends on Facebook, but they'd be lucky if they see two or three of their actual friends in person every week. Um, yes. Especially. Especially, I think what you said was quite pertinent about, you know, once you get into your 30s, like everyone settled down, everyone settled down. And uh, something I noticed as well is that oftentimes with uh, couples in relationships is that uh, either one or both couples kind of expect for the all the free time that you have to be spent with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than... I'm having that problem now. So you have your life. They have their life, and then you have your life together. Yeah. Which yeah. I, which in in my opinion, is the the best way to live because at least that way, if if you've got your own stuff going on, she's got her own stuff going on. When you guys are together, you've got something to talk about. If you're going to work and then coming back and going to work, come, what you're going to do is talk about what you did at work, and then you've got yeah. no other experience to to give each other in terms of like sharing knowledge and and experience of real life. Yeah. But I think you, you have the same experience with your martial arts, uh, Lewis. Uh, when you see the kids coming to your class, they've been coming here for eight years, nine years. And it's you can see those kids are solid. You know what I mean? Because mm. they have people around them. They have a social life. You know, their life is not just Facebook. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think martial arts, for me, for me, it's funny because I was talking about that with my mentor. I said, I've got my martial arts friend where I'm surrounded of alpha males, you know, so they give me the right masculinity energy, you know, masculine energy. Mm. And I've got my other life where I get my feminine energy with the dancing, you know. So I'm quite balanced as a man. 
Because yeah. I see that's my colleagues at work. Oh my God. You know, they struggle. You know, uh, they don't have the male friends because they don't do martial arts or football or anything. But at the same time, they don't have, they don't feel the feminine energy because they're usually married. Mm. They have one wife and if they have sex every six, once every six months, they're happy. Yeah. They're lucky, yeah. you know? Yeah. Have, you, have you ever thought about doing talks for about, like two yeah. women about in their game up yeah like because a lot of the stuff a lot of the stuff a lot of the stuff you're saying like it's it's kind of true like you know like you, you said something earlier about like sex becoming almost like a negotiation tactic yes and a guy like when i'm single i'm able to almost pick and choose i've got my fbs and then i choose someone to have a, and 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 sex is up to me it's my choice and then when i get into that relationship that power is like taken away and now it's the other pen. But how some of the things you've said, like I feel like it's interesting. Like I think, like it'll be interesting. It's, it's the sort of thing I think it's. It would be hard for me to say that to my partner. Yeah. Oh, I tried. It didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. This is it. <laughs> but, but it's not. easier to get women into the system than converting your system. I've right. Got yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I've got friends who managed to convert it, you know. Okay. Uh, but it's easier to get a woman into into the system than converting you. Mm. Uh, like I understand why my ex partner said no, you know. She she was used to me being the the beta, you know, who said always yes, yes, mm. yes. And when I started to put my foot down and say no, uh, obviously I got no. We need to break up. Okay, that's fine. I think she was very surprised when I said, yeah, that's fun. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, converting a, a monogamous relationship to an open is, you, you probably have 80% of success to make it happen if you do everything right, but you have 20% where you could fail. Yeah. You know? I feel like that's, uh, I feel like this, this topic for a closed phone call between Denny and Yana. <laughs> 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 Sign me up, no, Jay. <laughs> so but yeah, no. Um, about your question about talking about it, that's why I joined Toastmasters mm. uh, because I got quite, uh, I was quite good in sales, uh, and my mentor advised me to do Toastmasters to to get my public speaking sorted. You know, like to 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 own this skill. Mm. Um, is society ready to hear about open relationship? Uh, I said, yeah. yeah more than 10 years ago probably be better in 10 years more but uh, it's it's still a sensitive subject yeah you know yeah uh, the, the society is still programmed in a way where uh, you marry you get divorced after five years or ten years you go through the pen you know um, I think the society is, is programmed in a way where you're happy one year two years and you're unhappy five years right you know uh, if you look at how society is done for the job, like corporate job, you're happy the first year and after it's four years of grind, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and I think relationships are the same, you know, you, you're very happy one year, two years, and from the third year, it goes down, you know, So and, 
and there's a biologic reason behind it. You know, women get bored of sex with their men partner from three years in the relationship. That's something they can't do. You know, they can't they can't avoid it. It's biological. Okay. okay. So, Jan, I, I wanted to ask you something actually as you're talking again, going back to Denny's thing about the uh, negotiation part. Do you, do you think it's uh, kind of a common thing in normal monogamous relationships that it's not just with sex but with other things as well, just like a game of who has leverage? And do you think yeah. that's and do you think that's a problem or do you think that's just like how it always is and will be? Well, the reality is the, the mainstream say there's a 50-50 relationship, but real life is never like this. There's always someone who's uh, more. Uh, how can I say that, more dominant or more in control of the relationship than others. Mm-hmm. It's just depending of personalities and, and how you want. Me, for my, my case, uh, when I was 10 years with my ex-partner, she, she, she was controlling the, not controlling, but she was uh, leading the relationship, you know? And um, I just shut my mouth, you know? Uh, because I was comfortable. Uh, but as I say, do you want long-term happiness for the rest of your life, or are you happy to have two years of happiness and eight years of unhappiness? Yeah. You know, uh, the the real question is uh, now. I'm. How can I say that? I'm more alpha. Yeah, I, I know I've got a mission. I've got a very a mission which has a lot of meaning for me, and and and, and clear goals. Mm. And now it's going to be very difficult for a woman to take me away from my mission. So how, how, how have you considered how this plays out when you're, say, 60, 65? Or is that why you want to get money as well so you can do that Hugh Hefner kind of thing? What do you mean by 60, 65? So 60, 65, like, as a guy, it will be a lot harder to um, to get into it, like... You know, if we're saying that late late thirties, it starts becoming a bit more difficult to get in a relationship. At sixty, sixty five, yeah. if someone is finds herself single at that age, or I mean, or even in terms of um, being in an open relationship, how does it work at that point? I, I know a lot of guys in their sixties who are in open relationship. Okay, you know, they have their wife. Yeah, and she's probably in the sixties and. You know, the, the thing is usually sex change in your 60s. You know, mm. the, the, the woman has a tendency to say, no, I'm not interested anymore. Okay. Uh, I'll take the case of my mum. Uh, my mum was a very, uh, how can I say that, sexual woman. She enjoys sex. But when she turned 60, she wanted to <laughs> travel and dance. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, hold up, hold up, yeah. i got to ask. So I'm I'm guessing you and your mum had quite an open uh, kind of relationship when it came to like talking about stuff like that. Because yes. Obviously, myself and Denny, when we heard this, <laughs> this, this very matter-of-fact statement you just made, that's not the kind of shit we ever knew about our parents. Okay, okay. No, my mum was a nurse, and she was very open about that. And mm. you know, French people are a lot more open on on the on this the, the conversation around sex. Okay. Mm. Um, I think I think in the UK it's, it's a very taboo conversation, mm. um, unfortunately. 
and it's good for my business because men don't talk about it. So they need to talk about it with someone. <laughs> so it's good for my business. Um, but to come back to your, your, your comment or your question, Dennis, um, you know, yeah, 60, their women start to say no to sex, but at 60, they're still horny, you yeah, know, yeah. horny fuckers. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're 60, you, you, you've done martial arts, you eat well, you go to the gym, you know, you're still fit, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's a good time to, um, Try and negotiate the open relationship. You know, uh, you know, you can you can find a woman in your forties, in thirties. She yeah. will go out with a sixty years old man. Okay. And if you're a good dancer, even more. <laughs> the, the thing is, so so so, Jan, the kind of what's the kind of age demographic of the girls that you date? Me? Yeah. Uh, so I've got one at the moment. She's twenty-seven. I've got one. She's forty-seven, and I've got one. She's fifty-four. Okay. okay. And how old are you? Uh, I'm 39. Okay. Same. Okay. Same. That's, that's quite a, a broad age range. Age range. Yeah. Uh, what's like in, in, do you, do you date, generally date girls that are much younger than you or do you stick to girls? Yeah, that are... I, I was with girls uh, 19, 21. Yeah. All range. Okay. I like older women, actually. Okay. I find sex better with older women. I like women in their forties. Okay. What is what's supposed the difference? Uh, I think I think it's a very women go through phase. It's not like us. Us, we always horny. <laughs> we always want sex. Yeah. Women have phases, you know. Uh, and there's many phases actually, but probably. The time where a woman will be the horniest, where she really enjoys sex and wants sex, is around 42 till up 50. Okay. So if you're married, wait to see what happens when she's 42. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. So what if you get married when you're like 25? You just got to wait a hell of a long time before you get. <laughs> no, but you know, I think I think the woman goes through a phase of uh, discovery when they're 18 up to 25 so she will go have sex with different men you know uh, from 25 they change a bit where they're like oh now I've got a job or responsibilities so um, they will still have sex but with less men you know um, and for me for example in my case my, my partner had a revelation at 32 you know I want a kid you know, okay. so when they come around 29, 30, they're looking for the the, the, the provider, you know, right, yeah. furnace, the, the furnace finish. Um, and they're looking for a man who can provide and provide financially and pro provide as well kids, you know. But I think, I think, I think, um, yeah, and, and their whole view of sex changed, you know, sex has a purpose. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, um, but what I notice is probably for women, that's my experience. I'm not saying I'm right. I could be wrong, but I think the worst uh, decades for women are their thirties, because usually that's where sex is not enjoyable. It's a purpose. So they have kids. Usually have one or two kids, and all the drama start because the relationship has shifted. You know, from the husband or from the man to the kids, mm. and that's where women find themselves 
not being happy, you know, and and probably file for divorce, you know. Uh, I was reading a, an article where 80% of the divorce in the UK were filed by women, not by men. Oh, wow. Okay. And the problem is uh, being a single mother, imagine now in the lockdown, I can see can see how hard it is <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and, and i think after f when their kids grow up you know when they're in their 40s something happened biologically in their body i don't know what but they get horny like yeah. i talk to a lot of women in their 40s and they say i've never been so horny even in my 20s i don't know why these are these women because obviously around your you talk about like menopause years potentially, right? So is it post menopause, okay. pre-menopause? You're talking uh, pre-menopause. Pre-menopause. Yeah, someone, someone, someone said something to me about that um, around that sort of menopause state because of how whether it's the chemistry or whatever the 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 the, um, the women's body. He's about to say some scientific shit. <laughs> he's got no idea. About. No, because of how the women's body works, it becomes the first time where they're like thinking about themselves like that, that all that sort of um, uh, the motherly nature and all of that is kind of gone and they start thinking about themselves. And the guy was talking to me about this, was talking about spending patterns actually. And they were saying that's that sort of, um, uh, what, what's it? Oh, shit. I can't even remember what it's called. Demogra menopause, that's it. <laughs> oh, menopause. Yeah, that sort of um, time is when women become like, uh, you know, the spending power of women is equal to men at that sort of point in terms it's of what they spend I, you know i separated two years ago so I, I really had fun only two years you know where i started to go out with women in their 40s and having sex with them um but even my mentor noticed that in his own experience he said to me you know Jan, if you go out and you have sex and the sex is good with a woman in their 40s you're gonna see she's gonna crave you a lot and i see that you know, um, they enjoy sex more. Uh, I enjoy more. I enjoy sex more with a woman in her forties and a woman in her in her twenties. Mm. You know, um, they know better their body. Uh, they're not. They're more relaxed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and talking about menopause, I went through a menopause of the men, like uh, Lewis. No, I'm on testosterone replacement. You know. Like uh, last year, I did blood test, and my doctor said I basically had the testosterone of an 80 years old man. You know, because oh, wow. I, I started to notice problem with my 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 friend down there. You know, yeah. not having erection in the morning and um, being tired all the time and grumpy and and you know. So I did a test, and I found out I didn't have the testosterone I should have. So I started a treatment and it's life changing, you okay. know. I've got to say as a, as a uh, witness uh, for, for that, for you, obviously uh, you've, you've started this quite recently mm. and even like physics, I know obviously you wanted to, to like gain weight and stuff. Mm. When you first started training, you were very, very slim, like very small framed, yeah. very, very, very light. And very, very quickly, obviously you've, you know, been able to, to, put on some some muscle uh you you weigh kind of similar to me now right like what's your what's yeah your yeah, yeah um so i was uh, 59 kilos 
Payslim. Uh, now I'm at 78 kilos. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and, and you're like, uh, what, five, seven? Five, five seven, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, that's it's not fat. It's all muscle. That's it, ladies. All muscle. <laughs> 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 but, and, and that's the thing as well. Like, I think, um, obviously, I'm 35 this year. Yeah. Uh, I, I still I still feel good, but I will say, I will say this like um, previously to to speaking to you about it and and seeing like how it's affected you, I, I was always like Psh, I ain't never doing nothing like that as a man. I don't need nothing like that. And then I'm thinking, do you know what? Actually, there's not obviously there's nothing wrong with it. Like when that time comes, obviously if you're on TRT, as long as you're not like buying steroids from some shady guy down the gym. Yeah. Um, and and taking like huge doses of it, it's mm. you know it reduces your chance of getting prostate cancer and stuff like that as well. Then. Yes, yeah. a, for me for me the main reason was not to put muscle on. That's one side benefit I wasn't expecting, you mm. know, because I never lifted weight uh, and I, I was never putting on weight. I could eat tons of food and never putting on weight. Um, but now I started lifting weights, um, obviously doing martial arts with you. Um, but me, the, the, the main goal was probably sexual. I started to realize my erection was not lasting long, you know. Uh, and and the second was happiness. Mm. Is you clear your mind, you know. Um, so for example, before I could work ten hours in my cell job. And nothing was done. You know, I was looking at spreadsheet and nothing was done. Now I'm doing two jobs at the same time. Uh, I'm closing the projects one after the other. I'm very well organized and, and I sleep better. I'm a lot happier. I'm not grumpy. And I think the biggest benefit actually I have is with my son is before being on testosterone replacement, I will go to the park with him and I was unable to run after him. You know, now I play with it. Yeah, yeah. Your, your, your energy level uh, is day and night, you know. Motivation, focus. is, And I see it. What, what, what really shocked me is when I see the men my age around me mm. and they look 10 years older than yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think what, what, what I notice is they don't have any light in their eyes. It's like they, they're giving up. You know? Okay. They married guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yes. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. Uh, now it's funny because when I see some guys around me, I know when they're on testosterone or not. Okay. You know, you see it straight away. Yeah. You see the energy, the, the way they walk, the way, you know, it's, it's, it's there's a night. And do you, do you have a, a special nod that you guys give each other? Like you see each other in the street and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're part of the brotherhood. Yeah. yeah. No. But obviously, if you do testosterone, do it with a doctor. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's a very good companies in the UK. Uh, and it's not expensive, you know, because um, uh, since I've been on testosterone, my income went by 60%. Wow. So it pays for itself. <laughs> yes, it pays for itself. Yeah. 
And just in terms of like the logistics of that, do you just go see a doctor like a couple of times a week, or do you, what, what, what is it? Um, so, so when I was looking at it in August last year, um, so you have the doctors because it's quite a specialty. You, you talk about that with your GP, and he's like me, for example, my GP said um, your blood test is all right, uh, and they said to me, actually, I'm going to give you more pills for depression. I think you you're more close to depression. and i was like i'm not the happiest that's true but i'm not depressed you know you know me lewis i don't i'm not the kind of guy depressed yeah yeah. Yeah. um uh, but because my mentor was on trt he already told me your gp would be useless you know because it's a specialty they don't know about it so i started to do my own research in london and I found two types of companies. You have a guy who's very specialized, but old school. So if he's going to do a consultation, it's a thousand pounds to see him. And it's probably 500 pounds, the blood test. Mm-hmm. And you've got uh, the online clinic. <clears throat> uh, so I went to a guy who, who set it up his own clinic. He had the same problem than me, the same age. And, uh, you can order your test online. I just received mine, actually. And uh, you go to your GP, they pull blood out of you, and you send it via post, and, and they come back with the test. Uh, once your test come back, uh, they look at your testosterone, your thyroid, your prostate, uh, your vitamins, uh, and your estrogen as well. And if they, if they see me, I was borderline. I was not that bad, but I was borderline. Uh, so I said, yeah, let's go, let's start it. So I went for uh, a consultation uh, in London. It cost me a hundred quid. And the guy I met was my age, 38. Uh, he was smaller than me, but he was three times my size. And he was an, ex- ma- uh, an ex-military guy. And he started testosterone a year before. And he said, I run four companies. I do CrossFit every morning at 6 a.m. And I've got four kids and my wife is very happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, let's go. <laughs> I know. Okay. It's, it's, it's interesting. I think especially because, uh, at least at least from my perspective, uh, until, until I actually obviously saw it firsthand, I was, I, I don't know whether or not it's a male pride thing or whatever. I was like, nope, I would never do something like that. Yeah. It's like... I don't know what your views on stuff like that are, Um, I think I'm, I'm always, from a, from a medical point of view, I'm always um, like, you know, um, I, I, I'm always along that line. There's enough to be embarrassed about. You like, you, 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 you if it's, you, you get, think, you go to the doctor, you get, you get things sorted. Um, from a, from a, a more over the counter type point of view, I've 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 thought about <laughs> trying uh, Viagra <laughs> just to see like <laughs> yeah, yeah. just to see just to uh, yeah just have that sort of all night I don't know experience tried, you know like I when you it, I didn't feel the effect oh, okay so oh, there's a there's a there's a shop near me and um, every time I go in there it's just a grocery store every time yeah. I go in there I can be going to buy milk a loaf of bread pack of pasta he tries to sell me Viagra. <laughs> Marijuana, <laughs> sorry. So at least I know where to get it. <laughs> is it just, is it just Viagra? Is he trying to hook you up with like 
bloody weed and stuff oh yeah yeah weed as well like he's he's like i won't say what shop because obviously adam (laughs) snitch (laughs) but he's always trying to sell me something so um in fact i'll give you a story like this is how in fact i think you were here lewis you know when i had my party in the garden yeah yeah i sent i said i went to get some ice and it was um three pound he tried to charge me for a bag of ice and i was like what even though i need ice, i was like don't you see i'm not getting that mia my daughter Went to get ice. He charged it. He told us a pound. Literally, we're talking within the space of an hour. I was like, the guy's just dodge. The guy's just dodgy. So, oh like whatever, whatever comes to it. Even, um, even um, I was I was doing some collections at the beginning of this, uh, just before the quarantine went, and just getting food for people. And um, because my like shop's area is quite quiet, and there's like three grocery stores, so I was just getting like you know you you're only allowed to buy two packs of pasta. So I went into the first shop. Got my two packs, went into the next shop, got my two packs, and he was to drop to different people. And um, I went into that shop, and there was only, um, I, I had two packs, and I, I goes to him, um, oh, it's like, because I've got two packs of pasta, does that also mean I can't get, like, spaghetti? And he was like, oh, no, um, we're, we're out of stock. And I was like, no, no, there's some there. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, take, take what you want, mate, can't take it all. <laughs> Literally, like, he has no standards or anything. But I won't say which shop it is. Okay, so we just tarnish all those ones in his. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I tried Viagra. I didn't feel the. No. No. Uh, you know, however, I'm... on testosterone, I felt the difference. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I've heard I've heard horror stories about Viagra. I've yeah. heard about like guys taking too much and getting like erectile problems because like they pretty much burnt burnt out their penis because it was like they had like a six hour erection and just destroyed all of the fascia of the muscle wow wow um so yeah i'm I'm, not not that anyone needs to know but i don't feel at this point in my life i need it but if i did you know for for all the listeners if you if you're a man over 35 40 and and you're thinking testosterone do it with a doctor because for example me uh when i started i went a bit over the doors and actually, my testosterone shot up like seven okay. times, and it's not a good feeling. Um, okay. So, for example, to give you an idea, uh, to for your testosterone to be optimal, it needs to be at twenty between twenty-seven and thirty. Uh, okay. When I got diagnosed, I was fourteen. My last blood test was at twenty-two. So now we we I'm gonna have another blood test. To find out where I am, you know, and see what my dosage is going to be for the next six months, because my goal is to be 28, 29, which okay. is optimal okay. for a man. <clears throat> but obviously, if you go over 30, that's where health problem can come, like uh, heart problem and stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm guessing that's why they need to check your thyroid yes. and your estrogen levels as well. Yes, uh, I don't well. know if you guys are, if, if anyone's not aware, when you uh, when you take non-endogenous testosterone, your body ramps up its production of estrogen, okay. um, and this uh, in men results in I think it's called gynomasty, which is uh, com- commonly known in bodybuilding community as bitch tits, uh, <laughs> and it's where you get like a, a 
a pocket of fatty tissue around your nipples. So you can have like a big masculine, muscly chest and then your nipples are just like swollen and enlarged. It looks gross. Um, So so to cover this problem, you inject twice a week of testosterone and to avoid this problem of uh, estrogen, you inject twice as well uh, what we call HCG. Estrogen blockers. Okay. And so so you inject that yourself? Yeah. I'm guessing in your butt, right? Yeah. Just in, in a, see, do you know You what? can do it in your shoulder, you can do it in your butt, you can do it in your stomach now, or you can do it on your thighs, but the side is quite painful. Okay. Thing is, I, I'll just be scared to stick myself with the needle. I've got an issue with needles. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't let no one else put a needle in my ass either. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, you're experienced, right? <laughs> Let me just <laughs> pull my pants down, sort me out. Uh, yeah, I, it's no a... pen, no pen at all, because the the needles are for diabetics. You okay. understand? Yeah. So no pen it, at all. I'm assuming, based on obviously the numbers that you gave as well, that you're talking about a uh, very low dosage. Um, yeah, at the moment I'm injecting two zero point two. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. So, um, so now obviously with the with the lockdown in place, your game has been shut down. Uh, or or are, you, or are you are you being a naughty boy? No, because this is the beauty of open relationship. I have a roster. Okay. <laughs> uh, so so. So you need to understand something is I think there's two types of men. There is um, the man who like the, the, the thrill of the hunt. Okay. There's a guy who goes out online dating, uh, meeting women in the, to the mall, into the street or a nightclub, whatever. And they have sex with one woman and they get bored very quickly so they need to find a new one very quickly uh so that that's oh you just frozen off a bit there uh, which is more my type which i call pleasure you're just freezing up a, a bit sorry your 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 line was just freezing up a little bit there oh, okay okay so there there's one type of man which is the thrill of the hunt the guy doesn't really care about the woman he, he likes the, the hunt you know yeah and i think there's a second type of guy who are more like me who are a pleasure of sex i like sex more than the hunt okay um so i'm happy with two three women once i've got my two three women i'm not looking for a new woman you see what i mean yeah 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 i think that's me <clears throat> and and that's what i did the last two years i built up my my group of women and which means during the lockdown they come visiting me or I go visiting them and I don't have any problem with sex I still have sex Hmm. fair enough you know Uh, but I've got friends who are thrill of the hunt and they like to hunt and now they're stuck because they haven't built those relationships and they can't go out. Okay. okay. But 
I suppose I suppose for yourself, this is a this is a good time to prepare for a, a, a potential boom in your in your business, no? Because it, it what, is. It once is. The lockdown yes. is over. So, are you, are you are, do you advertise your your services, or is it just like word of mouth? Uh, so the plan at the moment is I'm trying to build my business organically. Uh, so I think there's two ways to do a business. You you could do a marketing where you, you do, um, uh, I don't know, you write a blog or you do podcasts or you do videos and you post every week and you, you create your audience, okay? I prefer to do it the other way. So I'm trying to find my customers through my network, right. people I know uh, first. So people who know me through the dancing world uh, or friends of mine. Uh, and the second option is to go on to forums where those men are talking about their problems, like Facebook, Reddit, Quora, uh, and I do both. So I, had, uh, I managed to get leads from my own network, and I'm building my own leads uh, from online platforms. And once I've got enough customers, I will start to create a website mm. and create the content around the audience, you know? Okay. So what I'm doing at the moment is to try to have 10, 20 customers and I can work with them through the transformation. And during the transformation, I'm going to be able to build a video or online offer because I know very well my target audience. Yeah. You know. Uh, or I could do the reverse and start writing and posting blogs and posting videos and hoping if people are going to listen to me, but I prefer the second version, you know, where you work with your audience, build, build an offering which resonates with them, and from there, building up an audience. So, do you um, do you not uh, worry maybe that when you're trying to market this, there's, you know, anyone that's been on like a, a streaming site will know that there's dozens of adverts for like meet girls in your area learn how to talk to women today there's a, there's a lot of those kind of bs websites where they're, they're, yeah. they're just trying to take money off people now obviously people that are listening don't obviously they don't know you individually uh fr from obviously what i do know of you you know your uh you you live your your product kind of thing and yeah. because you're, you're the lifestyle that you've lived in is is your way of kind of advertising and obviously having heard what you get up to um <laughs> uh, I, I can testify to to your your knowledge your skill set i suppose mm. um so yeah how do you how do you think you're going to get around like that aspect of it of having just people that are a bit skeptical um i'm so niche and you know i can't i'm not here to convince them you know i'm very happy in my lifestyle and the, the, the great thing about an online business is you don't need thousands of customers, you know, uh, already with 20 customers that probably be very quick to make six figures, you know? So because I'm so niche and, you know, uh, for example, uh, last time I posted on, on a, on a forum and I, and I got over hundred comments, and from there, I got two customers. Okay. Uh, you know, it's 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 easy, you know, <laughs> because I'm so niche. 
You know, I'm not going to teach you how to approach a woman in the mall or I'm very specific, you know? Okay. That's so, fair. so I've got my niche and, and it's easy to, to avoid the noise, you know? Yeah. So without, without like giving away your whole strategy, just like give me an idea of, um, do you think even just generally, not necessarily even, uh, with with the clients that you that you work with, yeah. Do do you think when a guy, let's say you see a woman and you think, oh, okay, you know, she looks nice. Let me go. Let me go talk to her. Um, do you think do you think a guy should approach with like a strategy in mind, to be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce myself. I'm gonna get some information. I'm gonna buy her a drink. I'm gonna pay her a compliment. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And then I'm gonna ask her for a number. Or I'm gonna try and or do you think it should just be like just get to that stage where you have the confidence to just go up and speak confidently to a woman without having this like internalized pressure on yourself. So my program is based on five steps, five steps you need to go through to, to get where the results are, because my result is to find them one girl. So my program is three months of, of work with me, but once we've done the three, three months, they can stay in my program till they get the results because some people are slower, you know? Uh, some people are faster. But in terms of um, the five steps is the first steps we, I explain them what social dancing is, you know, because most of the men don't know, you know, mm -hmm. they're not aware of this world. Um, because the first mindset I have as a problem is they think they need to be a professional dancer to talk to those women, but it's, it's very far from the truth. You know, uh, you just need to know the basics and that's enough for you to get, to get a dance, you know, and the woman will be very happy. Um, the second is to find what style of dance fit their personality because there's like over 10 different style of dance and you're not going to learn all of them. Uh, what I advise them is to pick up three and start to work on those three. Um, the, the third step is usually men have a fear of approaching women. So they, they call uh, approaching anxiety. So I work on their mindset of abundance. You know, you're going to get rejected. You, you can't avoid it. It's like a salesperson. To make a sales, yeah. you need to get rejected, you know. Yeah. So it's to teach them that. And, and it's great because when they go to dancing class, they're going to dance anywhere with women in the class, you know. So their, their, their anxiety will go off. Um, the fourth step is probably to get the number, which they struggle a lot. Uh, because once they dance, they talk like a friend, you know. There's no danger, you know, where they need to learn how to, 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 to ask for this number. And once they have the number, I teach them how to get the girl out for a day and close basically. So, so really to answer your question, um, I don't think it's a physical, at the beginning when they come to me, they think, oh, I'm a terrible dancer. But what they don't realize is more a mindset problem than a physical problem. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I was just trying to think if there's anything else that we might have that we might have missed off in terms of like 
gathering information from you because so far <laughs> it's, it's been quite useful yeah it's been very useful <laughs> even myself i'm like okay let me just think about what i'm doing i just want to go out yeah. dancing that's what I, that's the first thing i'm going to do when the lockdown's gone <laughs> just, just go find a dancing class yeah get it on yeah because people think it's only salsa but no mm. you have kizomba you have uh, jive you have bachata uh, you have foro you have samba you have semba uh, there's, there's so many styles mm. you know where and like Afrobeats, uh, even me, I haven't tried ballroom or stuff like that. I'm sure you could apply my system to that, you okay. know? Fair enough, fair enough. And um, do, you, do you not worry, though? So, so here's, here's a, a scenario that actually me and Danny witnessed firsthand. Uh, when on my stag do, we got advised to go to this place called the Spa Party, right? Wow. <laughs> and it was it was funny because uh some of the guys that we were with they're talking to this these women on the plane and these women were like yeah yeah we're going to this i think, I think they just called it the spotty um so so they're like you know it's going to be great it's an outdoor party at this spa place outdoor pool you know you just it's at night but it's, it's all cool everyone's like okay cool and these guys we're talking to they're like you know it's great it's an amazing place to, to meet girls so me, I'm, I'm all about my mates having fun. So I was like, all right, guys, we'll, you know, let, let's go there. See if, you know, you guys get lucky or whatever. The ratio was like 10 to 1 guys to girls. I actually did a head count at one point, And I think I counted like 35 guys before I saw a single girl. Um, do, you not, do you not maybe worry that if you, if you get this information out a bit too much, you're going to walk into a dance class one day and you're going to see like four women at the side <laughs> and ten guys just like, <sighs> come dance. Um, that's a good point um, because sometimes in London you can go to a party where you have ten men and five women. Yeah. But the ten men are still waiting on the side not asking the girl to dance yeah, oh, okay, okay. Um, now i'll give you an example i went to kiev in ukraine and on a friday night i went to a kizomba party and i get into the party and usually it's a bit of a tradition i wanted to have a drink before going dancing and i go to the bar and i didn't even have time to say hello to the bartender i had already a girl in front of me saying can you dance and I was like, oh, uh, I'm just going to get a drink first and I dance after. And, you know, in a normal party, I would have been like, the girl leave. No, the girl, what she did, she sat down next to me. And oh, wow. I was I was thinking in my head, do you want me to pay you a drink? She said, no. And I said, what are you doing? She said, I'm waiting for you to drink and after going dancing. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 And I was like, okay. And after I turned my head to the dance floor, and I realized the, the, the room was packed. But all the girls were dancing together. In the whole party, there was only three men. There was approximately 70, 80 women. Wow. God damn. There's some numbers. There's some maths. I need to go to Kiev. <laughs> no, you and don't, Danny. You're in a monogamous I don't know if you know about Kiev, yeah. but Kiev, the woman is turning. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah, man. Um, and it, it was funny because I danced with a girl and she didn't let me go after six songs. Wow. 
you know? Yeah, wow. I went back to the bar and actually the women were queuing to dance with me. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shit. I, I, this is this is insane. Yeah. You got to bow down to that. That's yeah. greatness. That is. <laughs> to, to to answer your question, uh, uh, as a beginner, I would be worried, yeah, because I've got a scarcity mind. But now, because I've got fifteen years and I know how it works, I'm not. I don't care, you know, because those men are not my competition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. That's fair point. That's fair dues. And any party I go at the moment, any party I go in London, is probably a ratio of six, seven women for one man anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to have to do a lot of business before it becomes a problem for you logistically. Oh, yes. You know. <laughs> but by which time, it doesn't matter. You, you, you'd have shut the whole game down by the sounds of it. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, there, there was so the, one of the things. Obviously, you know, you've you've kind of alluded to now that just in the in the last few years, you've you've actually uh, accrued uh, quite a lot of experience. What's the yeah. like? What's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you, like dating, or even just like meeting up with girls? Uh, what do you mean? Is it like in the dating phase or in the relationship phase? I guess either, both. Like the, the thing that maybe shocked you or, or maybe something that that shocked your partner? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, I was in Thailand. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> I was in Thailand and I was at the top of this building at a salsa party and it was like a high-end club. And... I've got this girl looking at me at the bar and she's turning. She's incredible. And she danced with me. And when she started to talk to me, I realized it was a man. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Well, at, was, was that game over from there or? <laughs> so <clears throat> what I, you know what? I, I went Philippines. I went Thailand. I, I went Africa. And Thailand was probably my least, least favorite country, you know, as okay. I didn't like the vibe over there. And I was so surprised, like men who are married go with their wife. So they go with their wife and they, and they look for a lady boy. Wow. And the wife is like, yeah, I know it's, it's, it's the stuff of my husband. You know what I mean? Mm. Wow. And it, it was not one, it was multiple of them. Wow. I was like, I was shocked, man. Yeah. That's, that seems a bit odd that a woman would be all right with her husband. Well, maybe maybe she's just thinking, better not on their doorstep. We'll go to the other side of the world and he can get his kicks and then... Yeah, no, I was very surprised about yeah. that. Hold on, were these, these men, were they white men or were they Thai men? No, uh, white. They're white uh, European men. UK, American. Oh hell, no! Yeah, man. Dang right, Dang yeah. right. Yeah. You know, uh, I think uh, I think there's actually a law in America. Like, if they find like if they find out that you you kind of been doing that, you, you can still get in trouble. Okay. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think there's some they they have some weird laws that they enacted to stop people from 
you know, going going abroad and doing things because obviously, like the age of consent in countries are different as well. Yeah. Mm. Um. So I think in America, like depending on what state you're from, I think the age of consent is considered to be like doesn't matter where you go in the world. If you break that, you broke it. Yeah. I might be chatting BS right now, but I'm sure I remember reading that somewhere. Yeah, yeah some countries do have that. We have that with certain laws where yeah. um, if you go, basically, if you're if like a UK citizen, if you go to other countries, even if it's um, acceptable or legal there, you've still committed a crime um, because you're a British citizen. So if you come back to the UK, you can get in trouble. Okay. Yeah. So, so in terms of dating and relation, no, nothing very weird um what i notice is a lot of women like a bit rough you know style bdsm yeah they like that uh, <laughs> they need very quick to go yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that i conquer denny's yeah. missus is in the background nodded no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no mate she's tied up waiting <laughs> yeah what, what i what i find women complain about is sometimes when you know, I, I saw a couple of women who are married as well, and they're like, my, my husband doesn't make me come. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's a big one. That's a big okay. one. Okay. And is that is that something that you encounter a lot? Yeah. Uh, yeah, quite a lot. Jan's like, hold my beer. <laughs> I'll step in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, so give some not consumer advice, but uh, uh, if, if that's something that, what, what do you think is like the blocker for, for men? With that, and in the sense that, like, men are very quick to to go one, two, three, bye bye, is done. Oh, okay, you know? so uh, not having any like physical yeah. control. Yes, uh, the we we're quite bad actually. Uh, I think it's first of all in the UK even more because you know it's a taboo to talk about it with your parents. So you mm. probably your education is from porn. And, and obviously porn doesn't teach you how to make love, you know, or because when you think about it, women and men are very different. We have a, an orgasm which is very external. Women have an orgasm which is very internal. And you probably have a, an orgasm in five minutes. A woman will take 20, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh God, you you find this, this those women who orgasm very quickly. <laughs> God bless them. <laughs> but, uh, and you find some women who have a blockage as well mentally. You could spend an hour down there, and it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. You know, because sex is very mental for women as well. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so yeah. And, and, and it's funny because if you do open a relationship, making your woman come is a bit like a magic wand. You know, if you make her come multiple times, she will be more open to you have this open relationship lifestyle. Okay. Because very few men will spend the time to make sure she come. Mm. You know. Mm. <clears throat> Fair enough. So I get away. I get away with my open relationship lifestyle a lot because I, I make sure uh, the woman I'm with come yeah make sure they're taken care of so yes. th- there is actually Yan told me something before I don't know if you recall saying it to me 
you're talking about you're talking about three yes would you care to share about three yeah oh having three women no 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 well Uh, that's that's something else if you want to care to share you're talking specifically about orgasms So I'll, remember, remind yeah, me. So, so I'll tell you. So you basically told me that something that you you pretty much insist on with the the women that you're with is that they have three, right? Internal, external. Oh yeah. yeah. What's the third? Uh, what was the third? <laughs> remember me. <laughs> Anal. <laughs> to which I was like, you what? Sorry now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some women have orgasm. Yeah. Okay. And is there like it's not my favorite, but (laughs) okay. So so we have this uh we have we have this thing as well, even in the UK more specifically, I guess, because we don't talk openly so much about about sex. Um is that something that you find with like British women that they're a little bit more uptight? Or no. No, so it depends on the woman. Some women will say no, some women will say yes. I'm not a fan of it. Um, I've tried it, but I'm not a fan. Uh, but some women like it, some women don't. It depends on the woman. Um, anyway, for a woman to orgasm, she needs to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a very important point, you know. Um, so I had women who are more clitoris, I had women who are more vaginal. It depends on the woman. Fair okay. Okay. Well, unless there's unless there's anything that 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 Denny wants to ask, I feel like you've you've dropped enough no, no. knowledge on I, us. Today. I feel I feel very enlightened. Yeah, man. I feel we should be uh, sharing this video quite a lot just to educate the masses. I feel like there's a lot of guys out there that can. Um, uh, benefit from just just the the small nuggets that you've delivered so far. Do you um, do you have a bloody social media account that you use specifically for your business? No, no, at the moment uh, I will do in the future, but at the moment no. Okay. People so, want to chat out to me on Facebook. They can send me a message, Jan Gariff. Okay, you you want to spell that for them? If obviously, if any other Jan Y A N. My last name Gariff, G-U-E-R-I-F. Fair enough. I'm sure that that. Well, I, I don't know, obviously, but I, it sounds like quite a unique name. Yeah, yes. I'm sure there's not too many young Gariffs out there. Otherwise, no. you're gonna you're gonna have a few of them getting messages saying, "Listen, man, <laughs> you need to teach you how to chat to girls." Some random guys just <laughs> be like, "Why do you think I can chat to girls?" <laughs> oh, dear. And, and you know, and you know, um. You know, it's funny because it's not only chatting to girls. Is you know, uh, you have two core life skills as a man. I think uh, you need to learn, and, and the first one is how to make your own money. Mm. You know, to have your financial freedom. And I think you know uh, what people don't understand is seduction skills are life skill. Because for me. Uh, I met my partner when I was 28, and when I separated 10 years down the line, uh, uh, I was very glad to have those skills because you need to. You don't know what's going to happen in 20 years. You know, yeah. maybe when you're 40s, maybe when you're 50s, maybe when you're 60s. You know, you still need to be able to bring women into your life. Yeah. 
Fair point. Um, so be before we before we disappear, something that I, I probably should have reminded you of before we started, uh, but but we'll we'll come back round to you. And me and Daniel do ours first. Uh, at the end of every podcast, we normally have uh, a throwback. So if there's a, it's either a, well, it's both a movie and a song. So it can be just something that's an, like an old school song that you've been listening to recently, or maybe your old favorite song, and an old movie. Uh, which in particular right now, I feel like uh, we'll probably uh, people will, will be looking more into it um, and, and maybe listening to those old songs or watching those old movies. Um, so so um, maybe, maybe, maybe you're going to laugh, but uh, uh, I've seen a movie which I was quite surprised about because I'm more a documentary guy. Mm. Okay. And, and because we took quite a lot of sex today, um, <laughs> I, I watched on Netflix the the documentary on Rocco Cifredi. So on, Rocco oh, okay, Cifredi. yeah, the porn star guy. The porn star guy. I didn't realize he had the documentary. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 the documentary is very well done. Okay. Uh, he, he he talk about his life as a porn star, uh, his family with his wife and his two kids. Okay. Uh, and. And I, and I quite like the, the guy because he's quite raw, you know, he's, he's a very, very smart guy and he lives his life on his own terms, uh, which I like a lot. Okay. Fair enough. I find it interesting how when you said that guy's name, I barely heard it. And yet then he just straight away went, the porn star guy. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Famous. I did realize I, 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 I uh, piped up too quick then. <laughs> you did indeed, Danny. I should have been like, yeah, I think I, I think I vaguely remember. I may have heard of him, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and do you have a do you have a favorite tune that you have, Jan, that you'd like to recommend or direct people to? Uh, a favorite. Uh, uh, I like a tune called French Montana. Okay. Or by French Montana. French Montana, yeah. What's, do you know what the song's called? Uh, no, I don't remember. It's quite sure. famous. Okay, okay. I'm sure I'll, I'll I'll chat to you off offline, and we'll we'll add it on our playlist once we uh, yep. find the song. Cool. Um, Denny, you got your throwback. I have, I have. So I'm going to go in line with the conversation. I'm going to go with the film from 2000 called What Women Want, from Mel with Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt and uh, Marissa Tomei. And my throwback song is going to be um, Don't Want to Be a Player by Joe. Don't want nice. to be a player. No. That's the one, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, okay, so my 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 throwback is going to be, at least for the movie anyway, uh, is going to be completely off topic. And it's just that uh, Denny gave me access to his Disney Plus account. So I've been watching all these old, old Disney movies from when I was a kid. Um, and the one I'm about to watch after this is Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Sick. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which is uh, obviously an old school comedy. Uh, but yeah, my, my throwback song will be uh, Let's Talk About Sex. Yeah. Nice. Salt <laughs> and Pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh, actually, was it Salt? So uh, no, no, not the Salt and Pepper one. No, uh, was it MN8? No, MN8 did I Got a Little Song. Yeah. I think it was Salt and Pepper. Yeah. Let's talk, talk about, about sex, baby. Oh, maybe it was Salt and Pepper. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Me. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, well, that's uh, that's it for, for this episode. Uh, any of you people that are listening and want to give us a follow on social media, uh, you can follow us at, go on, Danny. At NGA Podcast. 
And that's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, and very soon, YouTube. But you'll hear more about that in the next episode. Cool, cool, cool. All right, guys. I'm Lewis. I'm Denny. It's been Yan, and we're out. Take care. Peace. Thank you very much for joining us, Jens.